this week on Nintendo Main. Those realistic Pokemon look really scary. I reckon I'm going to rob that stagecoach. Stagecoach. Welcome to Nintendo Main, episode 147. We are your hosts. I'm Trey, almost lacrimose Johnson. I'm Jeremy, got a frog on my head, Mikowski. <laughs> you do. And uh, John has, uh, he's he's not able to join us this week because he's uh, he moved last week and he's still getting his internet fixed and all that. And Skulltola has kidnapped him. And he also got stuck in a Skulltola web, is mm-hmm. what he wanted to say. So that's what's going on. And also what's going on is, uh, just for the fun of it, we're just going to stream this on Twitch at twitch.tv slash podcast. So if anybody happens to watch this and send us a comment or something, we can, uh, you know, we can, we'll read it on here. So if you hear that, for those of you listening at home, you'll know that's what it is. But, you know, it was something that was suggested by guest of the show, Future Rascal, last week. Said that we should stream it, which I, which we've tried to stream it before on YouTube, but maybe Twitch is a better place for us. And we're probably definitely going to do this for episode 150. And you can see my beautiful cat over here now. You can yep. see Spooky. He's right here. Also, I'm in the same room as Trey, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> we're actually in the same room, but we're using separate cameras, so that's why it looks different, which is funny. I didn't steal Trey's cat. Yeah, but you did right now because he's on your lap. But yeah, this is episode 147. Um, we're gonna this week we're gonna do kind of just like a newscast, like talk about stuff that we've been playing. Kind of do, kind of do not not as much topic heavy, but I think there's enough stuff that's happened in between episodes for us to talk about. But let's do t- talk how we normally do and talk about. Uh, let's talk about the games that we bought this week or what we've been playing this week. Well, um, I. Of course, was referencing Red Dead Redemption Two, which I've been playing a lot. And it finally, finally loaded. I <laughs> finally loaded. Yeah, we don't have to get too much into it. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna side with saying it's a good game. I, I like it at this point. Um, there are some of the mechanics I've gotten a little tired of over time, and some stuff seems a little repetitive. But I mean, the the character development is nothing. I haven't seen anything like it in a modern game. I mean, maybe in like an old RPG, but. This I don't know. Something about the way the characters interact with each other is just there's nothing else like it out there. What I mean, what is the what is so different about it? All right, so this is like the detail that I tell people when I'm trying to explain it. So you're like a you have like a camp, which is your like home base, and you've got I don't know, it's like at least a dozen, maybe maybe closer to twenty people living in the camp with you, and each one of them, you know, has a name and a personality and a backstory. And uh, you'll have missions and stuff with them. Or involving them even, but uh, one thing is that like while you're just walking around, um, you know, doing stuff, wandering around, if you like kind of bump into them, you'll say like, you know, fuck you. Well, no, <laughs> See, I mean, you, you do say that to somebody be like, sorry, Reverend, or it seems like sorry, you know, sorry, Karen, like whoever they are. Sorry, Buck. You'll have like a unique, unique interaction with them based on who they are. They'll respond to you, 
oftentimes they'll say something referencing a conversation from earlier that you had with them. Or like if you played a game of poker or dominoes with them earlier, they'll say something like, yeah, I still can't believe that you beat me earlier, but we're going to have a rematch. So it's just stuff like that. It's really kind of immerses you more in the game. It's like, hey, uh, oh, so so they like remember stuff is what you're saying? Yeah, and they talk about their past and it comes up from time to time. Like you sort of can like put their sto- their stories together based on comments they make and I think it was kind of cool. The other night, I, one of the um, one of the guys in my group, his father was a slave, and uh, he was telling this like really crazy story about his dad getting beat by you know the slave master, and then the slave master's own brother ended up murdering his brother, or you know ended up killing him for for harming the slaves. Hmm. And I don't know, it's just like a really interesting story and a lot of really colorful language. They try to keep it period specific but you know obviously there's some slurs and stuff in there which is a little shocking but period slurs though right right for the period so needless to say you know the 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 exploration's cool the world looks really cool i mean the scenery's beautiful but for the most part it's like a lot of other open world games where there's just a lot of empty space and you know there's some buildings here and there and some like events that you'll run into between locations but for the most part you've just got like a long huge open world for the sake of causing it to take a while for you to travel from place to place eventually you get some quick travel but it's still not it's still a little wonky and how it works and i think that's kind of purposeful because everything in it is meant to feel like it's 1899 or 1898 or whatever year it is yeah it wants you to really like feel the weight of the distance right from one thing to another Mm mm-hmm that's pretty much what it is. And there'll be wild animals and stuff that you'll see out, and your horse will get spooked. And Like, even in the, if you, like, go into a shop, like, instead of having a normal menu, you actually pull out, like, a black and white catalog that you're looking at. Oh. And it shows the paper, and you choose the thing on the paper. Interesting. And so it's, everything about it's just got a nice aesthetic, I guess. But anyway, yeah, I've been playing it. I've probably sunk about 20 hours into it so far, and probably will do at least that again to finish the game. I you think ex- you think you'll make it all the way through? You think you'll actually finish it? I don't know if I'll get a hundred percent, but I'll, I'm going to beat it. You're going to see credits. I'll see credits. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's very forgiving with its uh, with checkpoints and stuff. I've gotten I've glitched out a couple of times and had to like reset checkpoints. And one time I had to jump off a cliff to kill myself because I couldn't really figure out what else to do. But because you got stuck in a train, right? Yeah, I got stuck outside of a train, but I needed to be in the train. Yeah. But it's, uh, I mean, have you lost a lot of, like, time from glitches like that? Because that's no. always the worst. There was one where I might have lost about 20 minutes of gameplay because yeah. there was a loading glitch. But That sucks. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the missions haven't been very hard so far, but I'm now in Chapter 3, and they're starting to get difficult. Like, there's this mission where you have to hunt a cougar, and you're and it's, a, it's like an albino cougar, and it's inside of a cave in the dark. So it's just, it's super creepy, and he just keeps killing the fuck out of me. Like he comes up behind me and kills me. I never see him before he gets to me. Um, and he chews on your head until you're dead. Like oh, no matter geez. how much health you have, he just mauls you to death. Oh, you can't yeah, really I heard do the, anything about it. I heard the animals are pretty fierce in that game, especially the legendary, which I think he's a, considered a legendary animal, like a Zapdos, <laughs> like, like like an Articuno or one of those guys. Yeah, so they're animals that for whatever <laughs> reason, like there's a grizzly bear that's like. You know, the biggest grizzly bear that anyone's seen. So that's like a legendary grizzly bear. And he's like all gnarly looking because he's gotten shot a bunch, but he's lived through it. And yeah. There's like a, I think there's a, like a fox too that's like a legendary fox. I don't know. A lot of side quests. Fox McCloud? If you've ever played, honestly, if you've ever played Grand Theft Auto, it's like that, but it, in the Old West. And then 
Yeah. So you so you like walk up to a horse and hit Y and then you open yep. the door and get in it. Yep. <laughs> Does it have? Well, it doesn't have that goofy animation that it did in Grand Theft Auto Three, where they just walk up and then like stop and then it's like. Uh, it, it's a little more natural looking, but sometimes it can be a little except jarring now, the way it works. Except now you walk like with your legs like super spread out the whole time. Like, yeah. Like you've been uh, like you've been riding shit. Yeah. You played you played some Nintendo stuff also on the way up here. I did. Uh, I saw you. Uh, well, I didn't see, but you told me earlier. Before I played a recording. bunch of Pocket Card Jockey. You know, I played that for about half of my trip up here, so probably at least an hour and a half. So, so how do you feel now that you've experienced the greatest sports game of all time? It's addictive. It's a great game. Once you get into the swing of it, it's hard to put down, for sure. Yeah, I was uh, I was surprised that you were rocking the 3ds again. I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't expect that. What what brought you back to to pocket guard jockey? Were you just kind of like well, a lot of it was circumstantial. I got on the train, and usually I try to get the you know the the coveted window seat because there's a power outlet. Oh yeah, yeah. And since I didn't want to like drain my phone and my switch, I thought, well, I'll just start by playing my 3ds for a while until I need to like mm-hmm. mess with those things because I wanted to save my phone battery for when I got here if I needed the map, and mm-hmm. um, I didn't want my switch. I guess my I could have played my Switch, but anyway, I just pulled out the 3DS and I'm like, what's on here? And I'm like, wait a minute, I downloaded this game a long time ago, but I've never played it. Like, I've never even, I played the demo, but I had never actually opened the file of the game itself when I bought it. So, yeah. I, so I did, and it was great. How many horses did you go through? Oh, in Red Dead? Or in uh, that? No, in uh, Pocket Card. I've lost one horse. Oh. Did you make it to the, because there's like a baby, because, you know, you get one and you like, do the races as like a baby horse and then you do the adult ones. And in the adult one you can only like lose so many and then you just have to start over again. But you can use that like the whole game over again? Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, but but what so you haven't gotten to that part yet. Cuz like you start your horse as a baby horse and you can and that you can like you can basically lose as many races as you you know. I mean you'll know how good your horse is in that. And then when you get to the adult mode, I think you can only lose like maybe three before you have to start all over again. But the cool thing is that you can keep that horse, the one that went over, and you can breed it with another horse. Okay. And you can like carry on the traits from that horse into the next generation of horses. So that's like how the game never ends, basically. Like you'll race a horse and you'll try to get one that's really good. And as you're in the like baby horse stuff, you'll be like uh, basically like figuring out your attributes or whatever. You know, so it'll get so you'll like level it up in a certain way. And once you get to the adult version of it, you can't you can't upgrade it anymore. So you want to take the adult horse horse as far as you can, and if it's good enough, you could breed it with another horse that's great, and then you have an even better baby horse after that. What and that's kind of how the game goes on and on and on, and that's part of why it's so brilliant. I'll say, yeah, what I did was I did whatever you do with the initial horse, did okay with that, and then they say you don't get this horse. Then you get to pick one of two. Oh, okay. I picked yeah. the one on the bottom, and I shouldn't have picked that one because I think you're supposed to pick the one above it because it's easier to use. Yeah, it all depends on the stats. I don't remember how exactly so I did, they look. So but... I, I promptly lost three races in a row with that horse and mm. lost it. Um, the rider, the uh, owner didn't want me to use it anymore. But then I, since I started using the other one, I've been winning almost every race. Oh, okay. I always like picking And leveling the... it up and getting items for it and stuff i always like picking the weirdest looking horse like the ones that have cats on them or like some have some oh are, is there a weird looking cat yeah some horses? of them are like different colored or like wear different masks and stuff i mean that's what you'll get from your from your promo guy like he'll want you to like push a certain horse or whatever and sometimes you'll see ones that are like 
that look like leopards or whatever. They have like leopard skin. Or you, you'll as as further you go into it, you'll see more. I saw there were some that seemed to have almost Pokemon like names, but then I remember. Oh yeah, yeah. Isn't this made by the same company? That... It is. <laughs> it is a it is a Pokemon. Uh, yeah, it's a Pokemon company, or maybe it's it's one of those companies. Intelligent that. systems. No, intelligent systems is Fire Emblem. Oh, you're right. Oh, so just shit. a different well, one. Um... It's but it is. Um, what's the no? It's the company that did uh, Pulse Man on Sega Genesis. Game Freak. It Game did. Freak. Yeah, yeah. Game Freak, yeah. That, that's the ones that did it. Yeah, just just talking to you about that game makes me want to play it again. It's been a while, but it's been a while since I played it, but I really, really liked it when it was when I was playing it. So the one bummer is I didn't have I don't know what happened to my stylus. So oh. luckily I had a uh a pin can, that I just used with the cap still on it. Yeah, you can uh, I was gonna say you can easily make a stylus. It's not like a it's not like an iPhone stylus or like a mobile stylus where you need like it needs to be like a specific has like a weird like Q tip wetness or whatever that'll like simulate skin. Yeah, that'll simulate skin, which is always, which I thought was weird. But you can make one. You can make those with Q tips. I don't know. I saw some YouTube video about it, but I never did. But that's cool. That's that's a fun game. Like it's just talking to you about it makes me want to play it again. I mean, because with the with the 3ds, you can just use a like a clicky pen. You yeah. just have it clicked in and it works great. Yeah, you just want to be be careful, like because some of the ones that have the metal edges, right. it can like kind of scratch your. Skin. Make sure it's plastic on plastic action. Yeah, because I remember doing because I think I did that on my very first ugly DS, like the gray one. I think I scratched some of the bottom screen from like using a regular pen on it. Yep. But you know that was that ugly SDS, and then I traded in for the DS. And light. now it's even uglier. Yeah. And now the, the 3DS is ugly. You think? Well, with the battle scars all over it, I'm saying that particular one. Oh yeah, no, I traded it in. To, to GameStop, so they got that one. But my uh, my light one's pretty battle scarred too. Like the the hinges are all cracked, so it's like super loose and kind of feels like I'm gonna break. Disc Replay had a had a yeah a silver a silver 3D or a silver DS fat the brick complete in box for thirty bucks. Oh, I almost bought it, but I don't need it. Yeah, those I, I, it from, came with Metroid Prime Hunters demo and everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, from what? Wait, it was a fat? It was the big one? It was the Fatty Bobatty, the first generation. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, you can buy those lights for around like $40, it seems like. Yeah, it's That not, seems to be like the Having a complete in box might price. have made it worth what they were asking. I can't imagine sure. it's worth much more. Would you want Would you want the original fat DS? Uh, I mean, no. Just for like nostalgia's sakes, I guess? I know it's not that old, but... I mean, I want one model of every handheld. I, I just... I don't know. Would you get a if if of course if there's a different well there are different models of switches have you ever like been tempted by those no no not even I also saw Nomad at a disc oh. replay and they wanted I think one twenty for it oh yeah I always wanted one of those but I hear they don't work very well they don't and their screens are notoriously bad like they yeah they don't stand the test of time because they literally die over time yeah if you got if any of you listeners aren't familiar with it the Sega Nomad was the original switch. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was a portable that played Sega games, which when I heard about it in high school, I was like, oh, that's cool. That's like the greatest idea ever. Like, why isn't that like the biggest system right now? Like, that's what I thought. I was like, well, fuck. You can play like you can play like X-Men or Spider-Man or like uh, Sonic or whatever on the go. I mean, that should be I figured that would be the Nintendo mm-hmm. killer, but it wasn't. It I uses guess. like something like yeah. <laughs> it's either six to eight double A batteries. They, you only get like one to two hours out of it, I think, and mm-hmm. the the screen's like not a whole lot bigger than the Game Boy, the original Game Boy screen. Oh and yeah, the thing's almost as fat as it is. Well, the wide and tall. Yeah, I feel like the Game Gear was kind of like that too, where it was like really big. Because that was what that was what ultimately killed Game Gear. Because mm-hmm. also same thing, I was like, oh, this is backlit, it's colored, like you know, they're probably going to blow Game Boy out of the water. But 
Game Boy ultimately won because of uh, batteries, because they were because their batteries mm-hmm. didn't die in like two hours, which the Game Gears one. I've but, always wanted a Nomad, and the, the, probably the coolest thing about the Nomad. I don't know if you covered it. You said it was like the Switch that you could plug it into your TV. Oh yeah, no, I didn't mention that part. I just mentioned that it was a portable Genesis. So it was a portable Genesis, but it could, but it also you could, could be. dock it, so yeah. to speak. And uh, yeah, so it was yeah the Switch before the Switch, and had a, a second controller port on it, so you could play two player even when it was in portable mode. Yeah, for sure. That's our uh, Sega Genesis cast. No, I mean I think Genesis is just as Nintendo as anything else. Me too. But no, that's cool. I mean, yeah, a hundred over a hundred dollars is way too much that I would pay for Nomad. But I, I think would, it's I probably like worth one. it if it was an investment. But I didn't. I didn't have, yeah. really have that kind of cash to throw around in. And it's just going to sit. I'm not going to use it. So yeah. why I get it? I mean, I'm starting not... to feel that way about certain games and video game systems. Some of them you're just going to sit. Yeah. Well, so I haven't even mentioned it yet because I keep forgetting. But one thing I did buy, I think I mentioned it several episodes ago, but I ordered a copy of Chrono Trigger for Super Famicom. Oh, no, you didn't say that. No, I ordered it a long ass time ago, oh. probably like two months ago. Did it get I totally here forgot. Yeah. Finally came uh, last week. I think it actually came before the podcast, before we recorded, but I forgot. I haven't booted it up yet, but I'm just thinking to myself, like, that's cool that I finally own the card again, but how am I going to play it? I mean, I guess I'll sort of know what I'm doing based on having played it before, but there's going to be certain dialogue trees that I'm not going to be able to get through. Oh, yeah, you're going to you're gonna try to, um, yeah, you're going you're gonna to try to play through it on Japanese, right? Completely. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Well, I know I mentioned it, like, I probably mentioned it a long time ago, but my plight when I was in high school about uh, getting stuck on Chrono Trigger because I couldn't find the, the jerky, mm-hmm. that's going to be a whole other nightmare, like, in a yeah. different language. Like, knowing the exact item to give to that chef and not being able to progress because of it. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, you would get yeah. the jerky from the same spot. True. I mean, it is on the floor, but you also have to make sure you remember, like, the... Um, what the kanji or the or whatever whatever they use like or the katakana or the you know the uh-huh. the characteristic that it's going to be yeah i'm not looking forward to it i think i just wanted to own the cartridge so it's like it's like you know it's not quite the same as owning my original chrono trigger but i'm i'm one step closer now and it, and it runs on my super nintendo so have you tried it yet no oh you're going to have to you might have to like stream it or something yeah. Give it a... Yeah. I don't, I don't think... I mean, there's probably not going to be a whole lot of differences. I mean, because I, mean, I have Final as, Fantasy... Aside from the... Six. Same same dealio. I've sort of played a little bit of it, but quickly gave up. Same with the, both those Dragon Quest games I got. Oh, yeah. But you have them... Uh, you do have the translated version. I do. On my modded SNES Classic. Yeah, so... And I did play those last time you heard. Jeremy's been visiting every two weeks, so it's pretty <laughs> rad. Yeah, I think it was two episodes ago that I was live. Yeah, also. yeah. live again. And, uh, well, it probably won't be here for your birthday one, because you won't be here till after. No. But but uh, I, I bought a couple things. Uh, they're not really physical, but I, for some reason I decided that I was just going to pay for all my big games for the rest of the year. So I bought uh, I bought the, um, the $80 Smash Brothers Ultimate package. And I bought. Um, well, I was planning on buying Let's Go anyway. I, I went. I went ahead and le- bought Let's Go and preloaded it. But I also bought the uh, the the ultimate, the full ultimate pack with the uh, season pass and all that for the extra characters. And Nintendo already sent me the code for uh, Piranha Plant, so I just uh, put that in and have that ready to go too. So, and an interesting thing, uh, if you go into the eShop and you look at like Smash Brothers Ultimate, it says um, 
it doesn't say pro- preload. It just says pre-purchase. So I was like, oh, I'll just pay for it and I'll preload it later because it's still we still got some weeks left, you know. And I knew I didn't have enough space. But uh, it's automatically started trying to download it, and it's not been able to download. And the download size of it, I think, is like 17 and a half gigs, which we were talking about maybe it being pretty big before, mm-hmm. because uh, you know there was the Wii U one was fairly big, and I thought it'd be around 20. But I don't know if that's actually broken in the news world. But that's what I found from buying it and downloading it that it's at seven and 17 and a half gigs. So, and that's not probably not even counting all the extra characters once they're released, and whatever patches they put in there. Because I know, like, Arms and Splatoon are both I wouldn't both be surprised if there's a day one yeah. that's over a gig. Yeah, because Splatoon had, like, has, like, an extra, like, five or six gig thing, I, th- thing, I think, that's on there that just uh, has been added, been adding up, like, over... Because they keep adding stuff to it, like, more more uh, levels and stuff. So it would probably be... Yeah, it probably could be, like, another, like, five or six gigs, I guess, on top of that. It makes me kind of... I want to be in the in the market for another card now. So it's like, yeah. I mean, my, my 201, I feel like, is really... It's really spent. I guess if I, uh, I mean, I'll have to like delete. I think the only actually on the subject of trades deleted games, I deleted uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Oh, my system. Yeah, wow, that was a sad one. But I don't play it anymore. So it's. I mean, and if I want to play it again, I can re-download it. I just I deleted. It. I actually deleted it to re-download uh, Kirby because Kirby has that update coming wow. out, which actually isn't out yet. But I don't play Super Mario Super Mario Odyssey. So Mario it for matter. Kirby. It doesn't matter. I don't play it. <laughs> it doesn't play it, so I don't need it on there, you know? I haven't played it in a long time, and if I want to play it, I'll just put it back on, you know? I'll delete some other shit. But I'm very excited about uh, Pokemon Let's Go. Hopefully we're going to have a special guest to come in and talk about talk to us about that once that comes around. But I'm excited to play it. I've seen some... Uh, all the reviews that I've seen seem pretty positive. I hear it's like a really good... Uh, it's a good beginner game, but there's still a lot of depth to it, too. What I th- what I'm interested in is it actually makes a uh, shiny collecting and like uh, collecting certain natures and IVs and all that of Pokemon like easier because I never got into it that deep. I just like I just would collect the Pokemon and just uh, evolve them and like you know just play through the regular game. But apparently it made it a little bit easier to go for like the crazy like whatever rare ones you know and all that. So I might like try a little bit of that out. So, but we'll talk from next week. Of course, we'll talk about it and uh, and all that stuff. But you're guaranteed insider knowledge because Trey already bought the game. I did. I, I will actually be playing it on that Thursday night. After this will be posted on the on the iTunes, not on the Twitch. Oh, Thanksgiving night. Which you can find it. Well, that's next week. Okay. It's <laughs> this, the Thursday this, this after. Thursday. No, next week will be, uh, will be uh, Black Friday stuff. I'm hoping to get out and get some of those games really cheap. I'm pretty excited about it. Especially if I can get... Uh, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Fighters for 25 cuz I really want to play that game but I don't want to play for pay for 60. But those are the games that I bought. But uh, speaking of games that I want to buy but don't want to buy for 60, uh I heard that one of our listeners said that uh he felt that I didn't want to play Diablo 3 at all, which I'm sure I said that, but I've been uh, <laughs> I've been kind of turned around on it from what I've heard uh people's uh what people have been saying about the game and I am I'm more interested in it now than I was. But I don't think I can uh, drop sixty bucks on it. But people are really liking the game. They're saying it plays really smooth, and it's an RPG. It's like very much like Gauntlet and all that. So it'll probably go on sale. Eventually. I'm willing to. Uh, I'm willing to give it a try, but not for sixty. Just because I bought two. Just bought two sixty dollars games. Well, one eighty dollars game. Well, ninety or no. It was. It came out to around ninety with tax. The Smash Brothers game. Dang. So I just wanted to take it. I just wanted to take care of all of it, so I didn't have to worry about it later. That's basically what I was doing. I'm just. I'm like. I'll just buy it now. 
and then I won't be won't have to worry about buying like full price games. That was my plan, and then I was also I was, then after that I was kind of like, well, I could have waited, you know, but whatever. But yeah, that's that's what I bought for the week. Um, as I mentioned earlier about lacrimosing, I've been trying I've been trying my hardest to uh, I've been trying my hardest to beat uh, Ease Eight Lacrimosi of, Dan- of Donna. Uh, no surprise. I've been, I feel like I've been trying to beat it for like the past like year or month or months, many months, but I'm actually very close. I've been doing like a, I did a, like an almost six hour stream last night on Twitch, like trying to get all the way through it. And I'm in like the final dungeon ish type place. There's a bunch of different like mini dungeons that you go through, but I'm on like the last mini one. And I think there's another one after that, but a lot of it's kind of like, it's kind of like boss rush. Like they're throwing you, throwing a lot of bosses at you. But I found out that the that the name Lacrimos uh, actually means extinction within the context of the game, because uh, turns out that Donna, like her kind, was uh, basically everything that's lived on this island that you've that you've shipwrecked to has completely gone extinct. So her her like uh, her people died, but she stayed in the in the tree, in the mana tree, pretty much in the world tree, and that kept her alive to meet up with the new characters and all of their, and basically all of their, uh, they say all of their people are going to die as well. So that's, that's basically what the story is on it. And uh, you run into these four different people. I forget what they're called, but they're all different. They're basically all different races that have gone extinct in the past years. And they're like the last version of them. And they're like the protector of this. I think in the end you basically fight God, which most good RPGs have you do anyway. (laughs) <laughs> at the very end you you fight like actually i think it's called like the evolutionary creation the creation something or other but i saw i saw the name of it but i actually actually got to it but yeah so i'll be very i'll be happy to finish that game i do like that game a lot it's kind of uh it's it's comfort food it kind of, it's, it was kind of like my it's like my skies of arcadia after skies of arcadia it was just like it just hit all the right notes in the, in the right ways so so that's that's what i've been playing mostly and i've been and i played a little bit of pokemon too Actually, actually, I bought. Actually, did buy buy the late shift game that was on sale, which we talked about last week. But the game was like seven and a half gigs to download, so it took me like an hour to download it. So I fell asleep by the time it was downloaded because I tried. I tried to play it on Monday, and it took way too long to get. So I haven't actually played it yet, unfortunately. But hopefully next week I'll have some impressions of it. Is that it for? Uh... Well, we've got those new NES games. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, this is kind of news, but. Yeah, I did play them. Uh, so if you guys, I'm sure you have noticed, if you have a Switch and you have the <laughs> Switch online service, that the NES games have been updated. And uh, interestingly, um, we didn't get to try it out on the Japanese one, but there is an extra game on the Japanese one. Yeah, it's definitely worth noting that it, yeah. they added an extra, uh, whatever they call them, the plus mode or... Yeah, SP. SP, yeah. The special mode. So the new, <coughs> so this one, what we knew of was uh, Metroid... Well, we knew Metroid, Mighty Bomb Jack, and Twin B, but um, Gradius SP is in there now, which is weird. Like I never expected that. But uh, yeah, now you start with um, basically with the Konami code. Except I think I don't remember if you had the laser or not for the Konami code. You might have had the, the when it shoots up. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's basically the up, up, down, down code, and it also starts you later in the game. I don't know all of the, I don't know all the stages. I never got that far wherever they start you at, but it might be like the last stage. But uh. I haven't tried it, but I, I haven't tried that, like, if you die, if you can do the code again. But it's a similar, you know, baby mode or whatever you want to call it. But it's a similar thing where it's like, uh, hey, uh, here, you can do uh, 
you can do it this way if you want to. You know, you can add. This you always extra. want to see the end of this game. Maybe now you can. Yeah. So I mean, I I kind of like that, but interestingly, there's also an SP version of the golf game on the Japanese game. The uh, whatever it's um, NES Open. NES Open. Yeah. So we haven't been able to try that out yet and see what that is. But I opened it up and I couldn't figure it out based on. I mean, it's all in Japanese, obviously, but. Well, it would have you on like a later hole or something, right? I don't know. I know there's like a tournament mode. I tried mode. starting around it and it seemed normal. Yeah. I know there's like a tournament mode. Maybe you're like farther in the tournament. Maybe. I don't know. But it's probably another like advanced. It's weird that it's not in the in the American version, but this is the first like division between the two of them. Well, there's you know, one other division too. Out. What's that? Oh, no. yeah, yeah. I guess it's not a huge division. It's about. It's a great division. It's though. bigger. It's bigger than the Zelda. So the, the original Legend of Zelda. We talked about it before. The audio is quite different because it was made for the Famicom disc system. And uh, and that means, like, the audio is different. I don't, I don't know if I'd necessarily say it's all higher quality. But uh, but it's also, uh, there's, like, loading times. Yeah. Because it's, like, emulating the disc. So Metroid was the same thing. Metroid was a Famicom disc system game. Mm-hmm. For yeah. us, it was a password cart. Yeah. We got, we got the shaft on that one. We got the, we got the short end of the stick. But in the yeah on the Japanese one, you can you can save now and it's cool. Like I, I Jeremy was showing me on his Switch, but yeah, there's all these little there's these little Samuses just all sitting there. It looks just like Zelda as yeah. far as like the, the level select screen and I what it came out the same year, right? Or like a year later? It was around the same time. But it uses like, like the same engine to a certain extent. Yeah, because like the I remember like when they were doing the big Zelda like whatever anniversary and Metroid wasn't getting anything. Like a lot of people were being like, well, what's, why is there no Metroid thing? You know, about it's like around the and same time. Kid Icarus. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, uh, I mean, now you could do the save state, so it's not that big of a deal, but for the time it's pretty cool. Like if I had a Famicom system, I would want to play it on that one. Yeah. And I don't think there's any text in that game. There isn't. So, I mean, there's no text at all. It the may only- be the superior way to play it yeah. if you don't want to use save states. Yeah, the only way I think the only text is the very opening, like there's a little paragraph that refers to Samus as a he in that. But oh. there's just like a little thing saying like, "Oh, Samus had to go to this planet, blah blah blah, to research this mysterious whatever." But yeah, no, there's nothing. Uh, I mean, there's nothing in the game that you need to read really. Like, there's no. Uh, I mean, you'll figure out where the life is. You know, I I know there's like some Japanese in there for like start or continue, but you can figure that out. We did. We did figure out though. Probably no Justin Bailey code. Yeah, no, you can't do Justin Bailey. What, so I wonder if there's a different way to do that in the Japanese version. Yeah, I don't know. I've never looked it up. But when I did, I did boot up Metroid. Like after I played, you know, I played East till like about seven in the morning because I was trying to make it through. And I once I realized that I'm not going to be able to make it through before like noon, I was like, well, I, I should probably stop. But at seven, I just checked the NES to see if it was on there, and then everything updated, and I jumped right into Metroid. And I uh, just did that Justin Bailey code, and there it was. There she was in her uh, Baileyness, <laughs> jumping around and throwing that wave beam around. So, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, there's more stuff to play. Uh, nothing's been removed. Everything's the same on there. Hopefully, it Still, continues uh, to be like that. I, yeah. Unless they want, to, I don't know. Maybe they'll get rid of games that they notice people aren't playing as much. If there's uh, a way I hope to they sell don't. that, I don't know. I hope they don't. Why don't, would they need to? I don't want them to get rid of anything. They should keep everything on there. Because then it will be kind of like the NES Netflix, as they've been calling it, or Nesflix. Which, speaking of Netflix, I got two things that are kind of like that. I don't know if you heard, but Netflix on the Wii is getting canceled soon. 
Oh, did you see that? They're yeah, like finally cutting the cord on that. I don't know what the actual date is, but I did see uh, an article about that. I, wonder but, what, uh, I don't remember what year it came out. It had to have come out in the Netflix for the Wii. 2010? I would say around then, probably. I mean, because I had just, I was fairly new to this apartment, and I moved here in about 2009. But it was after, I remember, I remember the PS3 got it first, I think. Or the 360 or whatever. Because one of my roommates had a 360, and he had Netflix. Like, he introduced it to me. Mm-hmm. And there were the boot discs and all that. And then I got, I got the PS3 with it on there. And it was on there before the Wii, so I watched it on the PS3, and then it came to the Wii, too. So I have both of those boot-up discs still for the PS3 and the Wii wow. before they added it as, like, an app and all that, you know. So, yeah. but there, I didn't I know, know about the discs. I didn't. I missed that. Part. The the boot-up discs? Yeah. Yeah. No, that was the original. That I remember the actual beginning. discs from Netflix getting those. Back no, in the day, they were but... red discs that said Netflix, and they – uh yeah, they were they were for all the. I mean, I, I I never had a 360, so I don't know about that. But the PS3 and the Wii used them, so we would just put it in like a game and start it like that. That was the very very beginning of of Netflix uh, of the instant Netflix, you know, not the discs and all that. But the Wii, you know, the internet's gone. The eShop's pretty much gone. I mean, I think you can still buy it if you have coins, but, but you, you can't, can't add coins. Mm-hmm. But I think that's going to be be going soon. Which too. I need to spend the rest of my money. Yeah, I think that wasn't that supposed to go in like March of next year, probably in 2019. Something that's like that. sooner than later. That's yeah. That's less time than since I put the money on. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't. Uh, well, I guess maybe you didn't know. No, I knew. What, what, no, I mean, what to get. You know, no, I don't. You didn't know what to get with your coins. I don't know what else to get. You got to just like pull the trigger on something. That's what I, I did. did. I mean, I got. That's why I got a whole bunch of weird shit that I may never play, but I got it. Anyway. I did get some weird shit, like yeah. the Princess Tomato Kingdom. You got that one, yeah, right? I got that. Yeah, yeah, I got that one, and I got like. Uh, I got the Euphoria game. Yeah, Euphoria and the baby, the baby Butaki, whatever it's called. <laughs> that one. <laughs> It's weird. <laughs> I mentioned it, is, it before. It is, yeah. it is something weird like that. Yeah, thing. I got that baby game, and I got the uh, Do Re Mon Fant- or Do Re Mi Fantasy. I got that one too, which has a which actually had some songs in the. I don't even know. Radio. Yeah, I don't know how much Halloween is on there, but uh, I need to check for sure. Yeah, because I don't want to waste that. Yeah, the 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 we did just have a game come out recently. Just dance. Uh huh. Oh uh, well, yeah. I mean, that came out. <laughs> so I mean, at least it's still getting support from that. Uh, came out a while ago. Just dance. Well, yeah, a while ago, meaning a few months ago, in the relative sense of the Wii's life, that's not that long ago. Mm. I mean, it's a 12-year-old system as of this month, right? What, the Wii? Uh-huh. Is it? Came out in 06. I think it came out in November. Uh, Yeah, probably, right? Yeah, no, I think it was around, yeah, no, I feel like I was still in school. I graduated in 2005, so I know it's at least 10 years. Maybe, yeah. Um. Yeah, the the news story on the Netflix was announced this week, but it will be they will be cutting the cord on it January thirtieth of two nine two thousand nineteen. So there is some time of that, but I think that's kind of hilarious that they kept it going for so long. But of course, you will still be able to re-download uh, WiiWare and all that crap for however long. But another thing that I was going to say, Netflix wise, I mean it's not really Netflix, but YouTube was added to the Nintendo Switch like yeah. right after like right after we stopped stopped recording Curse yesterday. The podcast. So hey, you can watch uh, Nintendo main videos on there now. Yeah. I took a video of myself from my Halloween list video and put it on my Twitter so you know, it's a it's a fun thing to hold your so now you can watch uh, all of the all of my playthroughs of stuff. You can watch Jeremy's epic uh, Aladdin playthrough. Oh yeah. Yeah. With me, <laughs> like, the... flexing my video editing skills. Yeah, with the sail and, and Jim, all the songs about Jim and the, <laughs> the Jim, about... Jim and the sailboat. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about Jim. Yeah. Me and Jim have our own new world. <laughs> yeah. A whole a whole one. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty that's a pretty funny one. So. Yeah, you can listen to a lot of our podcasts on there too. I don't know if they're all up, but oh yeah, no, I, I actually kind of I fell fell out of putting the more rec- most recent ones, but I do think like there's a good amount of them. There's got to be like forty or fifty in there of the old ones, but you can listen to those as well. But yeah, that's a finally they got another uh, video thing. Still no, uh, still no Netflix or Amazon, but or Twitch or Twitch. Yeah, Twitch is weird. Nice. Yeah, that'd be Twitch would be fun too because you could be watching this on your Switch, but now you can finally watch uh, you can finally watch directs on your Switch, and I think that's what's really important. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the people need. You can also watch, watch videos of games that will never be on Switch. Oh yeah, and there, cry about it. There was a whole rash of stuff on Twitter of people taking pictures of basically watching playthroughs of Mother Three on their Switch. Uh-huh. Did you see that? I saw a lot I of didn't people see doing that. that. But that's, yeah. uh-huh. So then you could be you can be all trolly like that and be like, oh look what I got, and it's like, ah, oh, shut up, it's not on there. Of course, I saw people putting Red Dead Redemption videos on there. Oh, okay, yeah, I saw I saw Mother Three. I saw a bunch of those of people being like, ah, oh, here it is. Oh, poor Mother Three, never gonna come out. Um, what else news is there? Well, I mean, I guess kind of, uh, I guess kind of our topic would be like the Pikachu trailer that came out. Oh God! But um. I don't know. Do you want to take? Do you want to take a quick break and then we can do? Uh, Sounds we good. Can do news. talk about some news stuff um also i mean there was some there's something that we did tonight i guess that we could talk about that's video game related kind of video game related yeah i mean well before we get into the actual thing so as i said jeremy has been coming up here appears in chicago for like the past every couple weeks to see bands play and uh this band played tonight i'm not gonna i'll let you introduce their names and all that but while we were waiting for the band to start, they were playing uh, video game music in the Talia Hall. And uh, I, I I remember I uh, Jeremy was in the merch area, and I just walked out because I'm like, I know this song. And I walked out, and they were playing Disaster Piece, which followed with uh, a song from uh, the Scott Pilgrim game, both of stuff that were on WRT Radio uh, playlists that I had. And I was like, wait, that's my shit. So I did feel a little jealous that they were playing video game music in a big room. And everybody, nobody seemed to give a shit about it. Like, People were dancing seemed to be into it, yeah. It was probably the most weeaboos I think I've ever seen. We are we are weeaboos. How do you how do you say that? I don't even know. I don't even know the term. I've you can just call weebs. Weebs. I've just heard it from uh, Bob Mackey on the yeah, on his ta- on his uh, podcast stuff. Lots Trend. of uh, well, there was there were some uh, there were some Asian folk there too. There was so, all manner of people there. Yeah, but very young people made mm-hmm. me feel like I was the oldest person there. Well, anyway, the band but, was called Kero Kero Benito. They're uh, from London, but the singer is from Japan, so she kind of like goes back and forth between English and Japanese when she sings and it's pretty cool. Yeah. And they were like for this tour, I guess, because their newest albums like more of a straight like pop rock album, maybe indie rock, I don't know what you'd call it. 
It's uh, it's I got some it, noise and stuff too. I thought it was pop, very poppy, but <clears throat> there's a lot of noise. Media. Like uh, if you noticed, they were doing a lot of noise on stage tonight. Like that's all yeah, I did catch that too, too, which I found that interesting. Um, but they uh, they're really cool, and uh, their first album, the one that I probably am the most familiar with, had a lot of. Uh, it sounds like well, they used a lot of samplers, um, and there's a lot of like old video game music samples in there, like mm. particular like effects and sounds and stuff. So I was hoping to hear some of that tonight, but it didn't sound like it sounded like they were kind of minimal on their keyboards and they weren't using like a sampler. Mm-hmm. There was also some weird mixing issues tonight. I think I felt like it wasn't quite some stuff was lower than others, but it could have been louder for sure yeah, across it, the board. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't know anything about this band aside from Jeremy and I decided to go just to like check it out. And, uh, yeah, it was something. I mean, I uh, <laughs> it was. I didn't. I didn't dislike it. It was just kind of. I, I wanted to hear like the recorded version of the songs to see, like, to be able to hear all the different sides to it. And I think that would have probably made you, me more interested. Which you still in it. can. Which I can. Yeah. So I mean, I, I might. I might even buy it. Who knows? But uh, they to me like it kind of felt like a J-pop light. I guess is is kind of what I <laughs> what I got out of it. Yeah, like more more accessible, more westernized, well, more, more like uh, yeah, more English. J-pop. I mean, well, British J-pop, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that's what I got from it. So, But yeah, it was weird. I just, me being not a fan at all, like some of it was kind of strange to me. Like, you know, pulling out a stuffed animal and everybody screaming for it. But I guess that's the content of their songs, right? Right. So they've got a song called Flamingo. Mm-hmm. So she pulled out a stuffed flamingo and she was even doing a little flamingo dance. I don't know if you noticed that. Nope. And then I uh, don't know what, I don't know what there's another song called dance. pocket crocodile, which is about yeah. a crocodile that lives in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And she had a little stuffed crocodile for that. And she was putting it on her head and she put it on the drummer's head at one point, you know, yeah. it was silly, but uh, I think I said something about having a thing on my head at the, at the start of the show. At the top of the show. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. Believe it or not. I don't really have an animal on my head. Uh, <laughs> well, you could, there's one back there. No, uh, spooky. Yeah, uh, I mean it's apparently that's a thing. There are people who stream with with uh, stuffed animals on their head, so it's comfortable. I mean, kids, kids are into it now. And that's that's what that's what the youngins do. They put stuffed animals on their head. It probably helps you work on your posture while you're you know sitting at a desk. Yeah, I did. I did. I was watching the drummer. Like there were two drummers that kept alternating, and the the female drummer, she put uh, the singer put the crocodile on her head, and she drummed through all of it without dropping it. And I was like, that's that's dedication, man. I would have. I would have taken that shit off my head. I mean, when Sarah puts a stuffed animal on your head, you leave it. Yeah. That's just how it goes. Like, I know, but it's getting, you know, you got to be very posturized while you're doing the drums mm-hmm. and stuff. But didn't you say they've used uh, Super Nintendo effects and any Yeah, you'll hear a lot on their... their first album. It's called Intro Bonito. And if, yeah. if you just listen through it, you're going to hear some stuff yeah. that sounds familiar, including, I think there's like a little, little miniature part of a, like a really like clipped out part of a refrain from Mario 64 mm. is in there. Mm. Um, there's just like little samples I hear here and there. I'm like, okay, that sounds really familiar, but I can't exactly place it. Yeah, but, yeah. And, and you found how did you how did you discover this band? I discovered this band on Spotify. Um, they were I was listening to the Chip Tanak album yeah, Django. You, so you discovered it through Nintendo, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I did. So discovered yeah, it through Chip Chip Tanaka's uh, Django album. Yeah, yeah, which is which is amaze balls as everyone knows i love that album <laughs> and uh it, it it spotify just did a related searches thing and i don't know how other than i guess the japanese connection there and some electronic stuff it was playing um some of their more like like i was saying their first album's more like synth strips synth and vocals like there wasn't live instruments i mean it's kind of it's kind of sample heavy right mm-hmm. yeah so anyway yeah that's how it happened and like yeah now i'm 
uh, since I started listening to the band, they got signed to a record label in my hometown, which is weird because they're from across the pond. But they got signed to yeah, a label right, right that's like a couple miles from my house. So it's kind of weird too, just a random coincidence. But uh, hopefully, I get to see them again as a result of that. I hope they play a show in Champaign Urbana sometime. If they don't, if they don't blow up, they're not like super, super. I don't know. Up. I mean, they, there was a lot of people there tonight. They definitely are popular, and they definitely had like the, the people that were into them were really into. Like I thought, I really liked this band, but tonight I realized, like, yeah, I like them, but I'm but not, not like, as I'm like, like <laughs> not that kind of fan. But not as much as everybody there. I mean, there are people that were like. That knew all the Japanese lyrics that were obviously not Japanese people. Oh yeah, no, no, I caught that. And yeah. I was just like, wow, that's that really is dedication. And I'm not gonna lie, I did take I did transcribe one one song and it took a while, but I did transcribe one song to see if I could try to learn it and Oh the the No well, way. well you probably know like the sounds, right? I mean I know uh No, I know the sounds, but actually can, memorizing it would know. not work out for me. I mean I have a I have like the intro to, to Mystical Ninja memorized. I mean, I don't know what the actual words are, but I know that the sound, like you know, yeah, like I can sing it to myself, you know. But I don't, what? but I don't know if I'm saying, I don't know if I'm saying the dialect exactly right. If but, I put my, if I put my know, mind yeah. to it, I could probably learn it. But like I said, I I found the lyrics online, but all the Japanese portions were in kanji, so I had to translate the kanji into the the phonetic English spelling of it. And that was when I was able to like. Okay, well, let's like one point she says. I don't even remember. It'd be hard to say. uh, She says "sasunde," which means something. Yeah, that's one word I remember. "Sasunde" to move on or something like that. I'm sure it means something. Um, that's the only word I remember. And uh, and uh, "sayonara" and uh, uh, "sensei," but I knew those words already. Yeah, I know those words. Yeah, but it was. I mean, it was fun. I mean, there were definitely a lot of. Fans there, a lot of Nintendo fans, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was happy. To be I could, I could have brought a if I had like a disc of uh, Wart Radio, I could hand it out or something. They're the Maybe. opening <laughs> band, uh, Tanu Kichan. I didn't, re- I hadn't really heard much of them. I thought they were a Japanese band because once again, well, they've got a very Japanese sounding name, but they're from uh, California. Oh, Oakland, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. But they were, they were interesting. They were like, I'd say grunge. Like a grungy, sh- like shoegate, like almost shoegate. I don't know. That's hard to explain. But that, that's what I thought that other band was like that we saw. <laughs> last they time were grungy. We were no, uh, shoegazers. Oh, those were doom gazers. The guys that were really, really, uh, really emotional about things. <laughs> they were really, uh, they had feelings about stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were gonna make you think about some real shit. I mean, that's what they were all like. Yeah, we're, we're sad, and you're gonna be sad after this or something. But no, I mean that was a. I thought it'd be cool to mention that just because that's a video game. Right, and hearing related. the hearing people listening to video game music out in the wild in like a recreational way was nice. Yeah, in a fucking giant venue just like mm-hmm. blasting it. I mean, that was that was dope. So, maybe it's just all about playing it for the right crowds at the right times. I mean, yeah, I mean they were into it. I mean, maybe it's the the younger folks. I mean, people like people like it at the at the meetups too, so it's not it's not unheard of, you know. But anyway, if we continue to stream on uh, Twitch, I'm gonna probably end up having to wear a stuffed animal on my head. Yeah. Well, this point. is just this is just a test, you know. Um, we haven't really we haven't really had anybody interacting with it or anything, but you know, I'll just, I'll just try it out. Um, Put my switch on my head. Let's do. Yeah. Well. Well. Oh, thankfully, it's it's in the case. Maybe don't don't drop it. Yeah. 
There it is. If you're if you're on Twitch, you can see. Uh, Got a switch yeah. on my head, but don't call me a switch head. Yep. <laughs> so uh, let's talk. Let's talk some more news. Uh, one thing I forgot to say in the first half. This isn't really fully video game related, but I think it is. Uh, Stan Lee died a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. That was. Uh, I think it's totally video game related because I'm a huge comic book fan. Uh, I the Fantastic Four is like probably is my favorite comic of all time. Um, that was Stan Lee's baby. That's basically what made him famous originally. That was his first good comic. And everything spawned from that. I mean, even the original Spider-Man. Second Spider-Man issue was took place in, at, like, at the Fantastic Four's, uh, at the Four Freedoms Plaza. They used them to sell Spider-Man books. So it was a huge thing. But, you know, Stan, I, I love comics. I love comic book games. You know, like some of it's responsible for me getting into both, I guess. I think they were all kind of linked when I was younger, like... You know, I played a lot about a lot of like Batman on NES. Well, that's DC, but but I played a lot of the Spider-Man games, like in the Marvel stuff on Super Nintendo, and yeah, he died at died at ninety five. I just wanted to do a you know shout out to him and all that for being a for being like him and he's like part of the big trinity of people like me growing up. It was like him and like Miyamoto and I don't know George Lucas probably at one point Lloyd Kaufman now. <laughs> and then and then Lloyd Kaufman yeah. later. So it was like they were all like people that. I thought were very visionary, uh, you know, directors or creators, writers in their own sense. And yeah, part of the, uh, part of the team of people that I always wanted to meet and never did. Unfortunately, I never got to meet him, but he seemed like a cool dude. And I felt like we should mention him on the show just because of that. We, our hearts go out to his family and whatnot. Yeah. Stan. I mean, it's he, sad. I mean, I know he was old and all, but it still sucks that he died. He had, I know. A, he had a hell of a life. So there's you know, some he definitely. Did a lot of shit. Some darker stuff that was happening with him in the past few years, like not his fault, but like wasn't there like some elder abuse or something like that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know the details of that, but I did hear. I mean, it happens, you know. It happened mm-hmm. to my grandparents too, so it sucks. Like even to Stan, it's like, come on, man, he did great things. Don't fuck with him. But uh, it's amazing to think of like just how rich and detailed the worlds are that he like created. You know, granted, he didn't write every element of it, and other people helped him develop the ideas, but. He's the one who spawned all of that. You know, it all came out of his brain. That's where the Big Bang of the Marvel Universe occurred. Yeah. Yeah, well, he was the big into having uh, you know, having the characters interact with each other and have the teams and all that stuff. It was all... And it actually, you know, all his stuff, at least he got to see it all come to fruition, and now it makes a shitload of money in the theaters. So, even though I always wanted him to be alive long enough to see a good Fantastic Four movie, but... <laughs> I guess uh, can't live that long, <laughs> but I mean now since they're back and acquired by Marvel, maybe they will. Who knows? Uh, so the Switch eShop added search filters now. It's kind of a small thing, but it's still pretty cool. Wow! Uh, now you can search by genre, which I just kind of like fell on, and I didn't realize it was a new thing. But now you can search by genre and price range and other stuff like that. So still no folders, but you know now you now you have that in there, which uh, was a was a pretty cool thing to see on there. Oh, did you hear that Katamari Damacy is going to be exclusive to GameStop? Like the, phys- I thought it the, was physical, the physical version? Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, I mean, we'll be able to buy it online. Like, I would be... It would be stupid for it not to be available digitally. But as far as physical, exclusive to GameStop, which is <laughs> weird. Like, I feel like they haven't done that in a while. Wasn't uh, wasn't Xenoblade Chronicles the first one exclusive to GameStop? And so was a Ninja Gaiden on DS, like the 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 book one. Did you ever play that one? Mm-mm. You like play it like a book, and it's like on the side, and you control you control uh, Ryu Hayabusa with like the 
The stylus with the stylus only. Yeah, weird. I played it at GameStop. I never bought it, but it was a, it was a GameStop exclusive, and I'm surprised they're still doing that shit. But I guess if they can still do exclusive amiibo, they can do that. But that's crazy. Isn't that game like coming out around the time of uh well, of Ultimate? Pretty much. It is because it yeah. was supposed to come out on. It was supposed to come out around my birthday or on my birthday, and now it's. I think it said winter. Like a week or two and now later. It's like, December, yeah. Yeah, it's December. But I think it was at one point it's supposed to come out on November 30th. Yeah. Speaking of stuff that's coming out at the same at the same time, so thanks. Uh, I didn't get it, but I kind of wanted it. The uh, SNK 40th anniversary yeah. is available now on the Switch. And apparently, from what I've heard, there's like there's the arcade versions of stuff and also NES versions, is what Retronauts was saying. So if it's wrong, blame them. But uh, they said that apparently the Akari Warrior games are on there, which haven't been on any of the Switch. None of them have been released on the Switch, as far as I know. And it's cool because it's a collection, but it's also stuff that's not already available. So Same with Chrysalis. Yeah. It hasn't Chrysalis been as well, on. yeah. Chrysalis, the arcade which game was not and an the arcade, NES game, I Which think. was not an arcade. I did look it up. Uh, well, it was on SNK. Yeah, SNK made it, but it was only on the, S- or on the oh, NES. Oh, okay. okay. And then, well, they put it on Game Boy Color eventually. I figured it was an arcade game just because all their stuff. I hoped it would most be. Of their stuff is an arcade. I was really game. interested to yeah. see what that would that incarnation would be, but yeah, no, it's but it, it did say like I watched the, the trailer. It's the first time it's been available for purchase in twenty something years. So probably I don't know if they're referring to the probably the Game Boy Color version was the last one of Chrysalis that you could buy like retail. Yeah, did they re? Was that was that in the um, NES like reprint stuff? The Chrysalis. NES reprint. Well, you know, like the for it was a Game Boy Color game, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh no, I guess that was Game Boy Advance. Never mind. But was it? I mean, was it along the lines of like when they re-released like Shadowgate and like Deja Vu and stuff like that? Is that basically what they were doing with that? I think so. Like it was a port of the NES game. It was. It was okay. like a straight up port. Yeah, I don't Game even Boy re- Color port. I don't even remember that coming out. I'm surprised you haven't got that. Like, don't you like sort it's of have a cheap. It's not for expensive, but it's also not cheap. My mom has it. Even though I hear it's not very That's good. That's how I know about but, it, because she yeah. got it at a garage sale or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, and that was one of her favorite NES games. Isn't so. that the one Isn't that the one that has like similarities to Breath of the Wild? Yeah, it's where the you, one. There's a lot. A, the intro a, reminded me a lot of it. Uh. You wake up in a bed or whatever in the slumber station, something like that. And you don't have a memory of anything, and you pop out of the cave and... Someone sees you, and like you find out, like all this destruction's happened in the world while you've been sleeping. Hmm. Weird. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, w- I really want to get. it. I just wish it wasn't forty dollars. Like forty dollars seems a little expensive. And I know there's twenty some games on there, so I guess that's. I think it might be worth it. Two dollars a game, but I just spent like almost. I spent like a hundred and fifty bucks on uh, two games, one that won't be out for a while, so I can't really drop another forty dollars, but. I'm I'm intrigued. I just don't know how much I would play of it. You know, it's kind of I'm afraid that I'd get it and just play some of them a little bit and then never play it again. Mm-hmm. But I still I, I'm always been interested in SNK games, so it piques my interest. Anytime you get a game. large collection of stuff all at once, it does kind of feel that way. No matter how good the games are, you're mm-hmm. like, am I going to be able to focus on any one yeah. of these for an extended period of time? Well, if I find a, I think I I think I saw that some places were going to have a, the um. Whatever it is, so the Namco collection on sale, like for mm-hmm. Black Friday, I might get that if it's cheap enough. I don't know. I always kind of want to play that because it has like Splatterhouse on there, and you can play uh, Pac-Man Verse online <laughs> versus other people. Which I have that GameCube game. I've just never played it. Mm-hmm. So Same. then I can actually then I can actually do for it, do something for it. Um, 
There's a new Splatfest coming up this Friday, this weekend. It's the ultimate uh, dipping fight, the war of dipping things. Uh, <laughs> guacamole versus salsa, which I don't know. I'm kind of divided on that one, which would, I mean, I'm sure we'll do a stream of it, but what do you think? I mean, I've, I like guacamole, but I like salsa too. I think it depends on what kind of salsa. Like if it was pico de gallo, I think I would go, I would have to go for that. I think in, in real life, yeah, guacamole is great, but guacamole is more an additive to, with with other things like you want other things and then some guac too you're not straight up eating guac usually oh you wouldn't just, Although sometimes you wouldn't just people, eat guac sometimes people put tomatoes in their guac tomatoes and onions yeah if you do that then i and then i'm, I'm on the side of guac but well, if you're like straight up like just avocado salt lime juice that kind of guac oh that's the one i'm like hmm oh, i think i'd go to, for the yeah. salsa yeah most of the time the guac that i have has other shit in it Okay. Even though I don't like it when they put onions in it because I don't like onions, but but a lot of times I do put uh, tomatoes and other shit in there. But I mean, guacamole is pretty good. Like people love avocado, like especially white people apparently. So maybe that'll be the <laughs> the fight. But I don't know. It's such a weird. I mean, all those splatfests are weird stuff. But we'll get to see who wins. Hopefully, our team that we're on won't won't lose again. Salsa this time. versus guac. That's a tough one. Yeah, I'm probably gonna have to go for salsa. I think I'm gonna stand on that side. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to look at who's voting for what again. No, I do. I do really like guacamole, but if I could only have one, I mean, there's a lot of different types of salsa. Yeah. You know, there's a wide variety. You can get like uh, bean salsa and other shit. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that'll be the ultimate, uh, ultimate tortilla fiasco at the, on the on the Splatfest front. Glad they're still uh, getting more of those out before the end of the year. I guess there'll probably be a Christmas one too, or a, a December one. After that, because they've been doing it like every month. What was the, what was the last one that we did? Oh yeah, that one that one lost. I forget what it was, though. but we lost whatever, uh, whatever we were on. Not retro. It was something versus was something. First, of course. First yeah, I don't remember if it was food related or not. We did a stream of it. I don't. I don't think it ever made it to YouTube, but it's on. It's on Twitch somewhere. You can find it. <laughs> but yeah, that's happening there. Um, I guess. Uh, this is a small one, but uh, they finally they added a little bit of DLC to Super Mario Party. We were playing it earlier with Jess, and uh, we finally made it through all the partner parties, which is pretty cool. It's a lot easier when you play with three people and you have somebody on each party or on each team. But they've added a DLC to where, like those part those party points that I've mentioned before, you can use them now to buy advice. I can use like a certain amount to buy like tips for the game. But if you look under advice, there's like five or six question marks under there. They're just like, you know, tiers that have not been filled in yet. So I guess this leave in a little spot. Maybe eventually you can use your party points to buy another board. Maybe you can buy an online mode. <laughs> Maybe buy some extra characters. I don't know. It's just a, it's a good sign for Super Mario Party that they're adding some stuff to it. Even though it's as small as some of the use for the party points. They still got shit working out, and there's going to be some DLC stuff. There might be new characters you can buy in that way. I'm just, you know, I'm uh, positive on that, on them putting that in there. So, totally into it. But I think the biggest, there's the, the two biggest news things that I, that I basically want to talk about in this episode. Which one do you want to do first? The Basically, the VGA and the Detective Pikachu trailer are my big are my big uh, news things. Mm. Which one do you want to jump into yet? The vig- the the video game nominees or How about the-, the Pikachu since we're going to be more detailed about Pokémon later and Yeah, sure. Well, okay, so pretty much on the same on the same day that Stan Lee died, uh I found I, I mean, I saw more people tweeting about the Pikachu trailer than him, which which sucks. But um yeah, there's the Detective Pikachu, the live action 
movie with Ryan Reynolds and uh, Will Smith's kid, Justice Smith, um, has an official trailer now. And it seems pretty divisive, I guess. Um, a lot of people find the uh, the realistic Pokemon in there weird. They're a little unsettling. We just watched it. We just watched it today. Well, the second time I watched it, the first time Jeremy had seen it. And I watched it with Jess, and uh, she was not into it. She uh, asked me to buy her a bottle of wine and uh, and a big bag of popcorn for it to go to it. And I told her she didn't have to go, but she said that she'd go for the popcorn. So I don't know. I think it looks either way, whether it's good or not, I think it looks amazing. I think it looks like a. I don't know, like a burning trash fire or something that would be worth worth watching if it's bad. I think uh, even it looks if, something you can't look away from. Yeah, I think even if it's bad, it's going to be amazing. So, <laughs> you know, just because of how they, yeah, how they like just if you haven't seen it, listeners, just watch a just watch it and look at Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff looks so crazy with his like realistic uh, hair curl, and the Greninjas have like scales now and. Psyduck looks like Howard the Duck, and Mr. Mime looks like he's going to kill you. Mr. Mime says, "Shove it." I, I'm still not really con- convinced as Ryan Reynolds being the voice of him. I kinda, no, because I still think of Deadpool. Well, I liked uh, if you played any of the Detective Pikachu game. He has like a very deep. He sounds like an older person. I actually thought I never beat it, so no spoilers here. But I thought that maybe Detective Pikachu had the soul of the kid's father inside of him, and that's why he can talk and figure out cases and all that. Because he was the Pikachu of his father's, and apparently he could talk to his father. I don't know if they're doing this in the movie, but in the game, that's how it was. So I figured either the kid is insane, and that's why he's going nuts from hearing Pikachu, or Pikachu's his dad. But, I mean, Ryan Reynolds doesn't give the... He doesn't give, like, the older, wiser, like tone that the one in the game did i mean he's like sort of a smart aleck but still like seems like an older person i don't know so his like his tone of it is kind of weird to me but maybe i'll get used to it and and i'm used to him to like i'm ready for him to do crack jokes like from daredevil you know or mm-hmm. not daredevil deadpool i always mix up the d's but yeah i always expect him to say some sort of rude uh thing about uh you know about the dc universe or x-men or something like that so it's kind of a weird choice on him but man I mean, John isn't here, but he did uh, text us to let us know that he's uh, totally on board for it. He said that he feels like they referenced uh, – that they're almost referencing uh, Roger Rabbit in this, like in the mixture of the uh, of, of the uh, you know the live action and the animated Pokemon. He says he has a little interest in Pokemon, but he's totally into seeing the movie. So, and it's and it's my birthday movie. It's coming out. It's coming out like the week before my birthday. So, it'll be on May tenth, which is pretty crazy. But uh, I mean, you know. Let us know. Send us an email. Tell us what you think about the I'll Pokemon I'll tell you my movie. opinion. It looks terrifying, and I don't know. Does it frighten it. you? If I had a, let's say, if a nephew wanted to see it or something, maybe. You know, if there was an excuse to go see it, it wasn't just for my benefit, maybe. But right now, I can't see myself going to see it while it's in theaters. Oh, you're, you're, not, uh, you're not intrigued by it? I mean, I know you don't go see, you don't go see movies as much as... No, I don't as, see movies. As, as we do, but... Uh, Oh, I'm really yeah, not just... intrigued by it. I, uh, CGI, you know, like I just—it's hard to feel good about CGI. Yeah, even when it's weird, realistic Pokemon. Maybe it'll be great. Maybe I'll be wrong, and I'd love to be proven wrong. I'd love this to be an amazing movie. I've seen worse CGI. I think the CGI looks pretty well, good. Well, see, hopefully, <laughs> it's 2018. Well, how do you how do you feel about furry Pikachu? 
How uh, that that seems to be what's what people are kind of weird about. Even though, come on, people, he's a mouse Pokemon. He's going to be furry. Were they thinking he would be like smooth? I mean, he he's always been smooth in the anime, so it's kind of weird to see him like with that texture, you know? Yeah. No, I don't find that. It's the faces that th- that throw me off. Yeah. It's a uh, n- namely the eyes and the mouths. I kind of okay. The whole faces, <laughs> like all of it. It's only it's mostly just like the eyes and the hands and the feet and. If they just everything. like photoshopped the cartoon faces on the realistic bodies, it'd be fun. Mm. No, it would look <laughs> that, even more terrifying. I'd like to see someone do that. Actually, that would be way. way <laughs> that would be way scarier. Yeah, somebody. If uh, any any sort of person is good at uh good at doing the Photoshop, get that Microsoft shit Paint. That's yeah. what I use. Yeah, I can't believe that you use that. But well, I use Paint 3D, which is like the yeah. upgraded version. I use fucking GIMP, which is free. So it's uh, not great, but free. But yeah, I, don't, I mean, I hope that they come out with a stuffed Pikachu that looks just like the Pikachu from the movie, because I want to buy it, and I'll just, you know, put it, just stick it in the bed every once in a while to scare the shit out of Jess. I'm, I'm kidding, I wouldn't do that. I'd, oh, I think I'd have to keep it in here, in, in my office. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I, I want them to make stuffed animals, some stuffed Pokemon animals, stuff like that. But yeah, crazy, completely frightening. Um, yeah. I'm not looking forward to the animatronic... Teddy Ruxpin style Detective Pikachu. <laughs> he does kind of look like Teddy Ruxpin, but less, but more like animated, less like robot, uh-huh. r- robot like like Ruxpin, with his uh, you know, flapping mouth and all that. I'm also you- curious how they're gonna how they're going to work with the Pokeballs. How they're gonna incorporate Pokeballs? If everything's so realistic, are they still gonna like magically shrink and go into Pokeballs? Yeah, I mean they'll have to make it look good, right? And Even, is Cubone going to be carrying his dead mother's skull around for real? He's got to, if he's in it. Well, I mean, you don't you don't see a whole lot of uh, Pokeballs in in the Detective Pikachu okay. in the game. Because, because you're in Rhyme City, where the Pokemon and the people, they live happily together. So they don't put them in balls, I guess. I mean, and in the game, like, they're all, they're out. Like, they're out and walking around, they're doing stuff, uh, which is kind of cool. Like, they, you know, you go to, like, a business and they're you know all the people working there they have their pokemon with them and the pokemon do whatever like i think there's like a there's like a electrode that like powers the building or whatever like they use their powers to do stuff you know like electricity and or they're experimenting on them or whatever so it kind of makes sense but i'm sure there'll be some sort of uh ball thing but i don't find that that far-fetched just for it to yeah be. is far-fetched gonna be in there uh, he's gotta be <laughs> are all 101 original pokemon gonna be in there uh, I mean, there's some newer ones like Greninja's in there. He's newer. There's some there's some Greninja's that attack them. I don't know. I mean, I had completely forgotten this was a game at one point. It's oh yeah, no, little... it came out this year. We did an episode about it. We did a whole I know episode about a uh, detective game. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did, and I talked about. Yeah, I do want to make it through it. I played through the first like couple chapters on it, and then I fell off. But I do remember your agent Dale Cooper. Yeah, um, if anybody who likes the trailer, make sure and check out our Twin Pikachu, um, Detective Twin Pikachu, on on the YouTube.com slash Fingmater. That was one I was trying to promote to get people to see now that it's popular, but I don't think anybody's watching it. Some weird shit. But let's talk about another thing that's not as weird. But let's talk about the Video Game Awards. The the categories have finally come up. Let me see. I I think I, I hope I haven't. It should be bookmarked. So I wanted to... I'm not gonna not gonna go through like every single thing, but I do want to mention them for the most part. Oh, one of the games I'm playing is <laughs> leads the pack with most nominations. 
Oh, yeah, I bet. It's tied with God of War, which I've also not played. Yeah, a lot of people are saying saying God of War. I just uh it's weird because last year and I watched I watched the Game Awards last year and there were some Nintendo stuff announced in there. Last year they announced that the DLC pack two for Breath of the Wild was available that day with and, and the motorcycle. That you've never seen the motorcycle before. They unveiled it there, which is pretty awesome. And uh they also announced that Bayonetta one and two was coming to the Switch, and then they showed that they showed the icon for Bayonetta three. So we might see some shit. And like way, way, way back when, we talked about it on some of our very, very first podcasts. Um, they did some stuff with uh, Breath of the Wild, like the one where they're like sitting in the room and being like, hey, look, horses don't run into trees. And here's how, you know, when it, when Breath of the Wild was so like in its infant stage. And it was like, you know, it was very much like, here's what it is. And that's when they were still saying it was coming out in 2016. Yeah, that didn't happen. I think summer of 2016. Was like, I feel like that might have even been 2015 too. I don't know. I feel like that video was so old. Like it probably was, but yeah. It's, I mean, they were still using the Wii U controller as a as a, a second screen in that video. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even Switch was not even a thing. Like I don't even know if NX was even announced yet by then. At that point. No, not officially. I mean, it was. Yeah. NX had been talked about before oh. then. Had they? I thought. I thought it was before. I thought it was still thought it was not had not even been mentioned yet i don't know it doesn't matter regardless but last last year's vga um nintendo had those you know had a huge release with the switch and uh super mario odyssey and uh legends of the breath of the wild were basically neck and neck for everything and breath of the wild ended up winning right like game of the year last year Mm -hmm. for vga i think it did we ended up uh when we did our best games of the year we like but besides zelda and mario because of how overwhelmingly positive those were both received yeah, we're probably going to do the same thing this year, but with uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate. That's what I think. We'll just take that one out <laughs> of the list. Yeah, it's probably going to be pretty fucking good. Yeah, I mean, it's probably good. I just was trying to differentiate our list from other people's lists because I don't want to say the same thing that everybody else says. And I'm def- and I'm sure that nobody had Mummy Demastered in their list, so I definitely stuck out from every <laughs> other one, you know, except for maybe Jeremy Parrish. He likes that game. He's probably the only one I know other than me that talks about it. But, uh, but yeah, let's look at these. So, so the last year had a lot more nominees, and uh, Nintendo's kind of been silent on the first-party front, but there is still some Nintendo Switch stuff in there, so I thought well, maybe we could discuss it here. All right, first one off the top, Game of the Year, um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Celeste, Switch game. I love I love that Celeste is in Game of the Year. That's crazy. I think like, I didn't expect that to be in there. And, uh, you know, I've voted on here. I voted for Celeste, of course. Because it's the only game that I played, and and plus I wanted to win over all those other games. So Celeste, God of War, Spider-Man, Monster Hunter, Red Dead Redemption 2. You're basically going to see a lot of those in all of them. Yep. But that's the main AAA releases. game of the year. But like, but interestingly, Celeste, is, Celeste isn't a AAA. It's it's an indie. No, I'm saying so, versus all those other ones. Yeah, that are versus AAAs. all the big company, which... I AAA, mean, I only mean studio yeah. size. I don't mean sure, the yeah. content quality. Yeah, yeah ongoing game Fortnite. that's on that's on switch i'm not gonna read all the games that are on here best game direction no switch games yeah i pretty much voted for the ones that had switch games in them because i never really played any of these uh best narrative no games on there best art direction octopath yeah octopath traveler is an art direction so i voted for that one just because you know I'm kind of being a Nintendo troll on here, but these these are the games that I've played. So, and the yeah, ones I mean, that I troll. like best best score music, uh, 
Celeste's in there. Octopath Traveler's in there. So there's two for that one. Best Audio Design, not in there. Come on. Best uh, Voice Performance, of course not. There's not a whole lot of that in there. Games for Impact, whatever that means. Celeste. Once again, Celeste got a lot of a lot of nominations, which is great. Celeste is a game that I still think about like a lot. Yeah, I think it made it. Maybe that's their. I guess they, where's the word impact? It made an impact on me. Yeah, it wasn't just aside a game. from just annoying the piss out of you because of how hard it was. <laughs> but I but I loved it. Like yeah. I never wanted to quit playing, no matter how mad I got. Yeah. And that's rare in a game that yeah. hard. It, it, it broke but me. Just her, just her, her dialogue with the other characters, and especially her dialogue with her. I guess you would consider it her depressed self or her other self mm. is was pretty enlightening and very, it, it left, it left its mark on me for sure. It, de- it definitely did a really good job of, uh, of like incorporating, like using the uh, difficulty of it as, as like an allegory to like her own, like struggle with herself mm-hmm. and her uh, depression and like mental issues and all that stuff. So they, so it was, that was part of like the whole getting over, getting from one thing to another. I just, I just, I fell out of it and I didn't, I don't know. I had a, I think it was almost like too hard for me at times where I just had to give up, but I'm willing to give it again to give it a, I, I do want to play through it and I don't think I'm that far from the end, but the best independent game category is basically all, almost all Nintendo switch stuff. It's like 99.9 stuff, which is great. Best independent, uh, Celeste, Dead Cells, Into the Breach, uh, Oberdin is the only one on that is not on there. Return of the Oberdin, and The Messenger, which I love that The Messenger has made it on here. So, but yeah, it's it's uh it's very cool to see. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I'll watch it and stream it or not, but I'm definitely gonna watch it and definitely be waiting for. I can't uh, believe Mario Tennis Aces is on one of these. For yeah, best sports well, slash we racing. Keep, we can keep going. Best mobile game, uh, nah. Fortnite and PUBG Mobile are on there. VR, AR game, don't play any of those. Best action game, Dead Cells is in there. Mega Man 11, another Switch game. Best, uh, that's best action game, but there's also best action adventure game, which doesn't have any Nintendo games in there. I don't know what the differences are there. Best role-playing game, Octopath Traveler is in there. But when I voted, I voted for Dragon Quest 11, just because Dragon Quest. felt like I had to vote for it, because out of all the RPGs that I saw on there... That's the one that I think is the best. I didn't play through all of Octopath, but I'm sure that Dragon Quest XI is probably the best game out of I that. would say Octopath because I've played it, and I haven't played Eleven at all. Yeah, you played it all the way through. But I think Dragon Quest XI well, is got still better. Final boss. I got, I've seen credits. You saw credits, so you beat it. That's how it works. Uh, fighting game, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. That was on Switch. Uh, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle is also. So there's a couple in there for that. Best Family Game. There it is. Best Family Game, Mario Tennis Aces, <laughs> Nintendo Labo, Overcooked 2, Starlink, and Super Mario Party. That is all Switch games. All Switch games are uh, family. best family. I believe I voted for Super Mario Party on that one. I don't know how Starlink is family. I guess because it's not mature. But there's like a bunch of games that are Because it involves toys to life, sort of. Uh, okay, yeah. I'm just saying there's no multiplayer. Uh, best strategy game into the breach. Valkyrie Chronicles Four made it into one. Made it into one category. What? what? I, I voted for that one, of course. <laughs> Valkyrie Chronicles still playing that game. Best sports racing game. Mario Tennis Aces made it in there. So they got a best family game and best sports game. I mean, Mario Part Mario Tennis versus FIFA, Forza, NBA, Pro Evolution Soccer. I'd play it. I'd rather play it than any of those. Best multiplayer game. Fortnite's in there. That's on Switch. I mean, it's on everything, but. It is in there. Best student game, of course, none of that is Switch. Best debut indie game, 
Most important thing about that category is that Yoku's Island Express made it in there. True. And there one, of course, I voted for that because that was in there. Over the messenger. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the only one that Yoku's in, so I got to vote for it. For, for it's one category that it's in. And then there's a bunch of shit that I don't know anything about. Uh, best esports game, best esports player, best esports team, best esports coach, best esports event, best esports host, best esports moment. Oh, my God. Best person who played Fortnite with Ninja. <laughs> Best person that opened uh, that grabbed a gun and won Fortnite once. Um, content creator of the year. Also a bunch of shit I don't know about. And that's that. That's that's the Game Awards. I love how the last ones there's like ten. There's like ten esports ones, and then content creator. That's basically basically what it is. It's like, oh yeah, here's a bunch of shit. Well, because and, the uh, because yeah, because esports creators are so prolific, they gotta like spread it out. They gotta get awards to more than just one person that rose to the top. Oh yeah, it's weird that I feel like it's almost like half of the maybe not half, but maybe like thirty percent of their categories are all like, and those are be the, gonna be the ones that they don't tell. Like I don't know if you watched all of it last year, but they like they like gave stuff away like in the commercials, and you had to like look it up. To figure uh, out what it is. There was some stuff that they didn't even talk about. Like, there was a mobile game one, like, best uh, portable. And, uh, you know, like, Metroid won that. Like, Metroid 2. And it was just, like, didn't happen. They didn't oh, do a ceremony remake, for it uh, or, or anything. Samus Returns. Yeah. They didn't do a ceremony of it for anything. I think it was, like, in a text blurb or something that was like, hey, here it won. So, that was kind of weird. But they're, like, uh, their orchestra that they had was really cool. Like, I liked all that stuff. It's a shame that we won't see any Nintendo presence in that. Like, there won't be, like... You know, that's fucking jump up super, superstar song, which I'm kind of annoyed by now. But yeah, at, the, at the time we liked, I like that other one better. I like, I would that. love to hear them play some Celeste live. They some might, Celeste. they might, if they're going to do like, if they're going to try to do like the Oscars, you know, like how they play, how they do like a, they do all the original songs I like would, every year. If I do get a round of voting on this, I'm going to vote for Celeste on everything and everything I can. Cause that game's amazing. And I was saying it, I, I, believe it's in the podcast i said at the time that it was in contention for my game of the year already at, at that early of a point and yeah. i still feel that way about it i still feel like it might be my favorite game that came out this year hmm. yeah i'm sure it's gonna show up in your uh i'm sure it'll show up in your you're gonna be hearing a little 10. bit more about celeste yeah. from me towards the end of the year yeah on that top 10 i think celeste will probably pop into my top 10 maybe not as high but i'm sure it'll be in there somewhere you really should go back and try to play it a little more i do I maybe want, now I that you've been able to cool off from it a little bit I want to finish it. Well, I mean, I played Messenger and then tried playing it again, and it just com- plays completely different, so it's hard yes, for me to do it. it but, really but I need to. Yeah, I want to. There's going to be like because we do our we do our like uh, best games like in January, like in the, very, in the first week of January. So I, I want to use you know I'm going to have like my Christmas time off to basically play play more of the games that I think are contenders for my game of the year list. Is basically what I'm going to do, and of course I'll be capturing footage for the video and all that. So as of right now, it's, uh, I mean, I'm also, I'm going to my mom's house for, for some time in, uh, in for Thanksgiving and, uh, she, she has a big TV there. So I'm excited to play. <laughs> she has like a 60 inch TV, so I can, I will get to play, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'll probably, you know, play Pokemon and, uh, and some more Octopath and, uh, probably some Valkyria. I don't know. Maybe if I get Starlink, I'll play it on that. That'll be cool to open. see that. If I get a yeah, I can play that too. Well, if I get um, if I get Dragon Ball, that was always something that we would do. Like when you got a bigger TV to play stuff on, we always play fighting games because like, 
the characters look so huge. So, and I'm really excited to play Dragon Ball Z. I, I like just listened to that Retronauts episode about it, so I was, I was excited. But um, yeah, I think that's our show for this week. Um, it's been episode 147. We are your host. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jeremy Mikowski. We did it old school. We took it back to the beginning where there's only two of us. We did that. And in the same room, which we did in our very first one. Even though we weren't like completely drunk like that second one, which <laughs> I thought which I thought about maybe doing that. But we didn't have enough time. Too much shit going on. I, but uh We both I mean, I have a PS4 now, so that drunk me from episode two would be disappointed in myself. <laughs> I just love hearing you drunkenly say balloons. <laughs> That's probably my favorite part of the whole episode. <laughs> Balloons. Yeah. But you can find that in other, in other episodes of Nintendo Made Podcast at NintendoMadePodcast.com. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, if you have like, um, was it Pocket Cast or like, uh, even, um, Spotify, you can go all the way back to those first couple episodes and listen to our, us beginning and how our, you know, we didn't have the right handheld microphones and everything kind of sounds, funny so you can go you can listen to uh how we figured out we didn't care much about maintaining any sort of air of professionalism <laughs> well we were just trying to figure it out i mean that's part of the fun of podcasting right yeah. and 100 episodes later here we are but yeah thanks thanks for listening um you can catch catch us at uh at twitch.tv slash nintendo main podcast or youtube.com slash fingmater f-i-n-g-m-a-t-e-r uh, you can catch us on twitter uh, i'm at nintendo underscore domain jeremy's at jmaxtech can find that stuff you know make sure you check out our friday night streams we'll do some uh we're gonna gonna do some uh splatoon 2 stuff of course and then who knows you know we might there might be like an ocarina of time thing coming in the future since it is about to be 20 year anniversary for that and uh yeah we got a bunch of cool episodes coming up we got some more guests uh we'll be doing something similar to this i'm sure to the live stream for episode 150 i wanted to make sure that it works but for anybody who watched it, you know, make sure you go to iTunes and download it and, you know, uh, rate it if you could. That would, that would help our visibility and subscribe. Also, we can always use more subscriptions and send us an email if you want a free game. Nobody ever, nobody asked what? for that free game. So, uh, the Hollywood, Haunted Hollywood 86, it's a great game. Send us an email and say hello or fuck you Hollywood. or whatever and we'll give it to you. So send an email, NintendoMadePodcast at gmail.com. That's how you get a hold of us. And, uh, yeah. By See the time it. someone orders this game, it's going to be haunt Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it will. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. See you.